our voice. Our future. Join us as we explore the real power of Youth Rising. Youth Rising. Youth Rising. The Youth Rising podcast by NCS. Welcome to Youth Rising by NCS, the podcast for young people by young people. In this podcast, you'll hear youth-driven stories from right across England about the issues that matter to young people right now. You're listening to Youth Rising, the podcast that is completely run by a group of 16 to 19 year olds. From research to reporting to editing, we're taking control of our content, using our voices to tell the stories that are important to us. Each episode, we're covering stories ranging from mental health, social justice, the environment, and equality and diversity. And I'm your host, Eleanor Legister. As we all know, so far, 2020 has been pretty rough. And recently, it's got a whole lot rougher. This week's episode is extremely topical. We're looking at the current C word, the trigger word for the entire world right now, coronavirus. But before you ask, no, we won't be wading in on the big health questions. Head to the NHS website for that. Instead, we're looking at the wider social impacts of the virus on people's lives here in Britain, in terms of racism in the East Asian community and its effect on small businesses. It's also worth noting that with the news on the coronavirus moving at such a pace, since recording this episode, some things may have changed. So if you need any more information, go to gov.uk. But before I get started, I just want to remind you that this podcast is happening all thanks to NCS, the summer programme for 16 to 17-year-olds that helps turn all those no-you-can'ts into no-we-can. Since its outbreak in December 2019 in Wuhan, China, coronavirus has increasingly become one of the most talked-about topics pretty much everywhere. Back when it started, and it still felt a million miles away, incidents of racism towards the Chinese community and people of Chinese heritage here in the UK went up. Our reporter Steph saw an Instagram post from a friend of hers talking about abuse she had received since news of the virus broke. Here, Steph talks to Yajing to find out more. Hello, I'm Steph and I'm here in Newcastle with my friend Yajing. You want to say hi? Hi. Um, to talk about the recent media coverage on the coronavirus epidemic and how it's impacting people. Um, so Yajing posted an Instagram post about how she has faced some issues. Um, do you want to perhaps talk about what you highlighted in that? Um, basically, I talked about how I've experienced racism in the past and how recently there's been a lot more of it, especially like when I'm at school um, from people who are younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps going into sort of maybe more about you, where exactly were you born in like the UK or were your parents born in the UK? Or I was born in Taiwan and so were my parents. We moved here when I was about four years old. And my brother was born in the UK. Do you go there often? Do you go back quite a lot? We try to go back once every two years, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't been there for like a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. In terms of the discrimination you faced, if we took away this whole coronavirus thing, have you mm-hmm. faced like sort of racism before? Definitely. Um, I remember there was one time I was really young, about 13 or 14, 
Um, I was waiting for my brother outside of school and some people from my school, but like in a higher year, they come up to me and they started calling me like chopsticks and accused me of eating dogs. Mm-hmm. And I was really like rattled by that. Can you think of any reason why they would have wanted to have said that to you? I think they like having power over people. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like that's impacted you that idea that they think they can push you around and that do you has that impacted any decisions you've made or influenced anything you've done afterwards well whenever someone says like racist things to me I kind of just ignore it and carry on with my day and so it's kind of like I am falling into that stereotype that we won't do anything to like push back against them mm-hmm. but I think from now on I'm definitely like more aware that I should do something about it because it's not fair for me to get pushed around like that mm, that's a very good point if we um, thought about the coronavirus do you feel that the discrimination has increased as a result of the media coverage Definitely. Mm -hmm. I think the way they portrayed it, um, well, because there's not really definite facts about where it started. So people have been like taking rumours, they've like exaggerated it. Like it came from a market in Wuhan and people in the media have said that it was because Chinese people, they eat lots of weird things. Um, So that's the reason why it started. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of made people think that Chinese people, they're like really weird because they eat like different things. But in actuality, they don't know how it started. So I think that's kind of exaggerated the racism in the in Newcastle. Mm, it's the whole idea, isn't it, that they find something different about someone and they focus on that as yeah. like a targeting mm. point. Uh, do you know anyone else who's like faced discrimination because of it a lot of people really yeah my brother my friend um I know I've heard of like stories in the news about like Chinese students at Newcastle University mm-hmm. they're being like harassed by it mm-hmm. what about do you know like any adults like well not adults but like older people perhaps oh I think my mum she was gonna go get the metro one day and um a group of women who were like a lot older I think quite elderly um they saw my mum and they kind of whispered to themselves she should be quarantined oh my and my mum didn't do anything about it because she's not a confrontational person mm-hmm. but she just had to like face the abuse mm-hmm. so in terms of social media as that's had a big impact on how people perceive yeah. this coronavirus um what is the worst thing you've seen that you've been like oh my gosh that's so inappropriate that's so incorrect it's so wrong it's like really going to affect how people perceive the Asian community Mm -hmm. so I saw a video about um, some people eating a bat Mm -hmm. and there have been lots of like rumors about how the virus started and they've kind of said that that video was how it started which is very wrong Uh, and I guess when I watched it I felt kind of like fed up at Mm -hmm. people because they don't really bother to check the facts And it's like they're jumping to conclusions before even knowing anything about it at all. Mm -hmm. Do you think the fact as well that it's 
on social media makes it worse because then it's very like when you have like newspapers and TV companies, they can sort of fact check things and regulate things. But online, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like you see something and you either believe it or you don't and then you share it and then you have that sort of thing. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. I think things in social media, they can like spread so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like one thing can lead to another and then that just leads to more rumours being circled about. It just grows so fast that you can't control it. You can't stop what people are saying because everyone's going to have an opinion about it. So it just keeps growing and then you can't contain it. It's kind of like the virus yeah. itself. Um, but in social media, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms of you mentioned the media, can you think of any sort of any other specific ways in which like they have kind of not been responsible in the way that they've covered it Mm -hmm. I saw a post I think it was by the Telegraph but I'm not sure where they were talking about the person who was considered a super spreader of the coronavirus Um, he was a white man and I think it was in Brighton it was down south Mm. and at the end of the post, um, they said to not kind of put any blame onto the man. And I kind of felt like they were only saying that because he was white. Even though um, Chinese people have had all of this abuse, it's kind of like the media don't really care about it as much. Because mm-hmm. like you, you've lived here. Did you say when you were four? Yeah. So you are part of this community. So it's, it's, it's not fair to like ostracize you Mm -hmm. just because of the way you look and you know different cultural elements that you may have do you think it will get worse and if so like how are you gonna how do you feel you could deal with it I think definitely by like making it a bigger deal um it's gonna make people more scared and when people get scared they lash out and Mm. obviously like the Asian community they're gonna be targeted for this but I think with like the schools being shut down and everything it makes it really real that it's like in the UK now and that it's like a massive deal and I think when it first started people in the UK were like making jokes about it because they kind of thought it was just something that was happening in another part of the world like something that wouldn't affect them at all but I think now that they know that it's like a big deal now it's gonna affect them they're definitely going to be more scared. I think they're going to, obviously, like I said before, lash out at Asian people because they don't know what to do. So I think that's just going to make everything worse. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you ever offended by um, sort of when people make jokes about it or, you know, like sort of lighthearted mm-hmm. things? Yeah. Or do you see the joke element or, or does it depend how people say it or who it is? It's definitely a bit of both. Um, I know that there have been lots of jokes about the coronavirus being made. Uh, Some of it, I mean, some of it's funny and I get why people make it because that's like their way of dealing with like bad news, I guess. But I think things, there's a fine line between something being funny and offensive. And as long as it like doesn't hurt anyone, as long as it like, it's not directed towards someone in particular, I think that's completely fine. Um, is there anything you would like to say to people in terms of like how they treat other people, other, another community? Um, just to be more respectful, more mindful. And I know this is something that lots of people say, but imagine how you would feel if you were in my situation. Um, yeah. Mm. No, I think that's really good because people don't 
they don't really consider that sometimes. Right. Thanks, Yajing. Um, that was really insightful. And it was really interesting to hear about your experience personally and how it's impacting more people than we realize and more so in the sense that you know blaming people it's not a good thing and it's not helping the situation in any way so thank you very much um, that was really good Thank you so much to Yajing for sharing some really personal stuff that she's facing right now and giving us some much needed insight into the situation As we know, this podcast is being led by a group of young people. And so now we have the chance to hear from Abraham, our researcher, as he tells us about how he found preparing for this story. For the research, before doing it, I didn't really know a lot about it. I'd heard about it and it happened locally in terms of there's people that had experienced racial abuse because of the coronavirus outbreak locally. I've seen it happen on buses and in the McDonald's, I've seen it happen, but I didn't really know much about the widespread effect it was having. So that is also something that really surprised me as well, that how global it actually was and how companies were also being affected as well as people. So people like big companies like Nissan and Apple weren't able to produce any products because there were no one was willing to trade with them because of the outbreak but also locally in terms of like chinatown in london they were not able to have as much business because people were kind of boycotting them in the fear that something would happen to them i learned a lot because i didn't know that it would have such an effect on the economy because at first like around this time when i started researching it wasn't as big as it is now so the fact that has such a widespread effect on the economy it's something that really surprised me. In terms of easier, I think it was easier because in the first episode, I was researching like government documents and stuff like that. But this one, there was just a lot of different articles and stuff about it that covered it in a lot of detail. So, yeah. The Youth Rising Podcast by NCS. The Youth Rising Podcast by NCS. You're listening to Youth Rising by NCS. This episode, we're looking at coronavirus. We've just heard from Yajing about the racist abuse that she's received. And Steph, our reporter, was keen to find out what further effects the virus has had within the Chinese community in her hometown of Newcastle. She contacted a number of Chinese restaurants, many of which have been suffering economically due to similar prejudices. Now we hear from Joshi, the general manager of Laowan Restaurant in Newcastle, who chatted to Steph about how the media's coverage of the virus has been affecting their business since January. Hello, I'm Steph and today we are in Laowan in Newcastle to talk about the economic impacts of the coronavirus and its media coverage on the economy. I am here with Joshi. Um, Hi. Do you just want to introduce yourself, what your role is in the restaurant? Yeah, so my name's Joshi Jin and uh, I'm the general manager of Lap Yuan at Newcastle Gallagher's. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a Chinese restaurant that focused on Sichuan province cuisines. Street food, spicy um, strong and also fresh. We've been we've been established um, three years, just over three years. So we started 2016, end of 2016. So business has been going well, but obviously, you know, this uh, coronavirus thing yeah. uh, starts to happen. 
I think January, and that's that when we immediately we um, we uh, start to feel the difference and the impact as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask. So, mm-hmm. You've answered my question there. So, <laughs> uh, have you noticed a big change in, especially the amount of customers that you've been receiving? When the news came out, I don't think the local population was paying a lot of attention. However, we noticed quite a sharp dip just on the Chinese customers. So that includes students and overseas visitors. So we were wondering why. So, and then we sort of, you know, we sit down with other restauranteurs and with suppliers, and then we all think that has something to do with just the fear uh, from the Chinese uh, community. Is just because. The news in China was start to roll out, and you know people were start to panic. So yeah, that was, I think, end of January. So you saw more of a drop with Chinese sort of um, locals. Yes. I thought it would have been more like sort of I don't know Western people because they would have been more critical. At the beginning, we noticed there's a drop, especially international visitors, because uh, all the flights aren't being cancelled. I think a lot of people cancelled their. Plans to go overseas to for the holidays, mm-hmm. and then right after we start getting cancellations from the local mm-hmm. uh, community, mm-hmm. um, and um, some of them are quite frank. They just said we just scared yeah. <laughs> of the coronavirus. So, oh dear! Yeah, we just have to cancel, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, come back um, when this thing uh, just over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so at the beginning, I would say. More Chinese community, and then the local community have sort of followed. Do you think that that this will impact you long term? I it's hard to say because at that time I thought it's just going to be a three four month. But right now I'm starting to change in my mind. It's just because we have this episodes now in 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 Europe, mm. uh, which starts to sort of getting more significant mm. and people are talking about this can be an um, epidemic for the nation mm. so um, I think this year will be a hard year for us. I mean you mentioned earlier that people just generally outright said they're scared. Mm. What do you think like the main reasons are though that people don't want to come to like a Chinese restaurant? Because I think people are still categorize this disease as in it's like the Asian bird flu and the not that so mm-hmm. They sort of categorize it by 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 the origin origin of of the of the of the disease. So um, they will think, okay, so Chinese have it, mm. just like a mindset. So for them, uh, probably a safer thing to do in their head is to avoid any places that are populated with Chinese-looking. People. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, which is yeah. kind of it's unfair when you think about it. Or do you think do you think there's a certain amount of justification with that or not? People don't want to admit mm. that the choices. Obviously, we had some customers openly admit that that we we could be cancelling because of the uh, disease. But I think people sometimes say, you know, the in a, like a gentle term, like a political correct, but um. In terms of actions, I think deep inside I was like, mm, I'm not sure, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the chance. Yeah. yeah. So, are there any ways in which you've kind of had to? I mean, I know you can't really change people's opinions, obviously, because mm. it's a very, like you said, it's like a very delicate matter. But like, are there any ways that you have tried to kind of tackle this issue? The first action I took 
is from internally. So I tell my staff, it's, uh, I sort of just explain what, what disease this is to mm-hmm. the best of my knowledge. And also at that time, there wasn't a lot of like precautions being taken in this country, but there were a lot in China. So we thought of just copy that and we say, you know, the procedures for it, you know, like wash your hands and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of informed the staff that we might get some individual cases where people are being funny about it. Yeah. Um, for example, we have we have customers calling and says, "Okay, can I have a bat soup?" <laughs> oh no! You know, the, yeah, yeah. That's. Do you think that's funny or do you think that's really? I find it very funny. Okay. Um, I I don't take that personally at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all live in the you know the media, you know all the social media and stuff. Even though the bat soup thing is a fake news. Oh yeah. But you know people will say what they want to say, and you know we are no stranger to you know calls and all that. It just now there's a new topic. Mm-hmm. Before it was like dog and stuff, but we haven't really had any like serious ones mm-hmm. so um, uh, in terms of customers that's very limited I can do because I don't want to bring it up yeah uh, unless they would ask me mm-hmm. but I suppose if they walk in the door they're probably not that concerned so there's no yeah. point for me to approach customers directly so in terms of actions towards the population in terms of informing them we're okay I think I don't think there's anything that I can do Mm-hmm. Uh, would be helpful. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. In the past, have you yeah. ever sort of faced this sort of decline in customers or interest from the media? So, like a sort of an event that's made people not come here before? Um, not really, because I think UK is generally populated with a lot of foreigners, mm. um, immigration, and British people are a big fan of beautiful cuisine so mm. um, I have a quite a like a big like fan group because you know the chilies that we use and all that so mm. uh, we never had a problem with customers coming in because of uh, the external reasons but um, so never had that before but mm. this time quite quite like straightforward like this is just because of the coronavirus yeah of course would you give advice to any restaurants and sort of how they can deal with it or perhaps even to people who don't want to come because of the media coverage? Um, the customer needs out there. They want food, mm-hmm. but they don't want to see you. Or they don't want to see others. Do you think that's a big influence with it at the moment? Yeah, yeah. People are definitely avoiding um, populated area, like places, oh, Chinese supermarkets, yeah. uh, 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 you know, restaurants and all that. So, but they, they still want good food. They mm-hmm. still want to... So if you move yourself onto online platform, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, earlier, did you mention that you had a meeting with other restaurants? Mm. So what did you discuss in that? Just what's going on. Oh, is it, do you have those meetings often? No. No? Oh. Wait, no, it, was a, it wasn't a formal meeting. All oh, right, okay. It was just a sit down and because we got no, nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So February was our big month right mm-hmm. so you have the the uh, the chinese new year and then oh, yeah. you have people and you have the parades and you have the local community celebrating chinese new year mm-hmm. and you have overseas visitors that you know spend their holidays you know for chinese new year and mm-hmm. they come to england and none of that was happening so we were like we all stocked up we were like ready to go yeah and then nobody come 
So we're like, oh. what is happening、yeah. this year? And now we think, oh, and then we start to see news about、yeah. flights canceling.、Um, mm-hmm. So I said, well, that's it.、Mm-hmm. So we know it's a cold winter. Yeah.、Um, so、um, yeah, there's a lot of restaurants also struggling. It's just because this is not about food. No. All our power is within our food, drinks, and service. So、mm-hmm. if、uh, there's anything that we can do, if there's anything wrong with those area,、mm-hmm. then it's our specialty. Yeah. So if people are scared of one disease, there's really nothing we can do、mm-hmm. other than, you know, go go study medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get yeah. you. I mean, so、cause... we were really frustrated. I mean. We frustrated at the same time. We just like because it's out of our control. So I think、um, people forget as well. They're like,、mm-hmm. oh, we're scared to go to Chinese restaurants or something. But like restaurants or places that have lots of people in, yeah, yeah. they'll be scared too because like they've you know it's kind of works both ways. Yeah. But yeah.、Um, yeah. Um, so thanks, Joshi, for talking to me today. Oh, it's lovely、uh, talking to you too. Well, thank you, and、um, thank you for、uh, letting us speak to you. It was、yeah. really insightful, and I、yeah. really enjoyed well, it. Thank you for、um, just let the general public know like how we're doing. Yeah, and, and、uh, also really、your food smells、it. really nice. <laughs> I can smell it over there. It smells really nice. Yeah. Anyway,、uh, thank you. Good work. Come visit us someday. I will actually.、Yeah. Thanks to Stefan Joshi at La Wan Restaurant in Newcastle. Right now, it's time for another story behind the story. This time, Joe tells us about how he found editing these interviews. The editing experience with the second episode compared to the first episode was actually kind of more fun, in my opinion, because、um, there was more things to do, and、uh, yeah, it was also quite. A challenge because there was a lot of、uh, things which had to be kept in or cut out in order to get to the twenty, like twelve minutes instead of the fifteen minutes, which was the length of the whole recording. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Youth Rising by NCS. This whole episode, top to bottom, was made by Abraham, Stephanie, Andrew, Abby, Joe, and me, Eleanor. Now, as we said at the top of the episode, some things may have changed since recording. So, if you have signed up to NCS this summer, or you're thinking of signing up and are worried about the impact of the coronavirus, please go to wearenscs.com/forward/slash/coronavirus-update. For general advice, please visit gov.uk or nhs.uk for the latest coronavirus information. And if you're feeling anxious or worried about what's going on in the news, and you feel it's affecting your mental health, remember that it's really important to talk about it, maybe with a friend or family member. Otherwise, you can visit mind.org.uk for more advice about ways to keep your mental well-being in shape. We've got one more episode to come before we put production on hold. We'll hear from X Factor winner and artist Joe McEldry speaking about mental health in musicians, and we have a very important discussion around non-binary awareness with Umbaguri. It's going to be a great episode. See you then. Youth rising. Youth rising. Youth rising. By NCS.